We're going to get started in just a minute. But before we do, I want to talk to you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. This is what I use for my podcast, and it is fantastic. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the March or Die podcast. This is episode number two, and I'm excited to jump into this. And as I do, if you're watching the live stream on whatever platform it is you're watching it, make sure your notifications are turned on so you know when this show will be streamed live. And I love for you to be able to watch it. For those of you that are listening uh, to the podcast version of this, wherever it is you enjoy listening to your podcast, again, make sure you're signed up to get the notifications when new Content comes online, and uh, I'm doing this for you, and I want to share these principles for moving forward in life with you. I'm excited about the opportunity to do this. If you have not listened to last week's podcast, please go check it out. That kind of sets the stage for what we're doing here and gives the, uh, the guidelines, the rules as we go forward. But really, this podcast is about learning how to push forward when your world feels like it's falling apart. How do you push forward when your world feels like it's falling apart? That may be in the relationships in your world. That may be uh, part of your your job, uh, some aspect of your job in your world. That may be your world. (laughs) For a lot of us, I think, we're looking at the world. That is the globe, the thing that we live on. And we're saying, man, alive, things are falling apart. How do I push forward? But at a micro level, it may be something else in your life. I don't know what it is for you, but I think all of us can relate to times when we've looked around and said, I'm in a fight. I'm in a battle. I'm dealing with some things I did not anticipate, and I have no idea how to move forward. Again, last week we talked about four principles that you really need to understand if you're going to be prepared for battles and prepared for these difficulties Today I want to start off by giving you what I call the five march or die principles. The five march or die principles. These are principles that regardless of what the battle looks like, regardless of what it is you're dealing with, will help you move forward. And just as I intend to every week, I want to illustrate these principles with a story. And for many of you, you follow me, you you know where I come from and what I'm about. You've heard this story But I want to apply these to five march or die principles. These are the principles you can use in your life, whether it's a relationship issue, a work issue, something you did not anticipate. Maybe it's a a very real issue. Again, we look at our world and we think, what is going on? How do we push forward when these things are happening? I want to give you five things, and I hope that these will be a help to you. Again, for those of you that are new to this show or new to who I am and what I do, I served in the United States Marine Corps and was... Uh, very proud of my service, my opportunity to do that. 
I left the Marine Corps after serving in Iraq in 2003. I was part of the initial invasion force into Iraq in 2003. Left that, transitioned into a life of ministry, and now I uh, am the uh, person responsible <laughs> for a veteran nonprofit, uh, the Mighty Oaks Foundation. We serve veterans, active duty service members, and first responders and their families. Uh, folks around the uh, across the country, and we're so thankful to be able to do that. And I've learned things along the way that have been a help to those who are in these moments of difficulty. And that's what I want to share with you on a weekly basis. So this week, uh, I, I want to begin by giving you these principles. Now we'll start looking at some specific issues next uh, next week. Uh, next week, I want to talk specifically about personal responsibility, and I'll illustrate that with a great story. But why do we need to take responsibility for the things that are happening in our life? What does that look like? Personal responsibility, why is it important? That's a specific issue. We'll talk about that next week. Uh, But today, again, jumping into these principles, it begins with a story and a story from my own life and my own experience in the Marine Corps. As I mentioned, I was with uh, 1st Battalion, 5th Marines. We had deployed to Kuwait in early 2003 and were part of the initial invasion into Iraq. Uh, there at the end of March, and you're familiar with the story, I'm sure. We pressed through the berm and secured the southern uh, objective there in Iraq and then continued to move forward. Eventually, we find ourselves in Baghdad. But on April 1st of, of 2003, so we had started, we're moving April 1st. This is a day that I'll always remember, April Fool's Day. <laughs> this was not a joke, uh, but this is something that's hard to forget. April 1st, we were called to the command vehicle where our battalion commander was and the command staff was. I was a platoon commander at the time. Uh, I was overseeing what we called the counter-mechanized platoon. So this platoon, if you can imagine, uh, the hardback Humvees, you've seen videos of these if you have not served, but you've seen these uh, back in the olden days before a lot of the new vehicles, we had the Humvees. And these were the uh, low-profile hardback Humvees, had machine guns mounted on top. We had tow missiles. That was my platoon. Uh, had 18 vehicles with all of this uh, very, uh, uh, at the time, (laughs) it was very sophisticated firepower. I was going to say sophisticated, then I thought about what we have now. Uh, But at the time, it was very sophisticated firepower. We had machine guns, we also had tow missiles, and we had other uh, equipment available to us. So we were called to the vehicle, and we were told that we had received from the division commander, who at the time was General James Mattis, we had received a tasker. Now, this was not uncommon as you're moving forward, particularly in a combat situation. Uh, those in charge decide there are things they want you to do. This was one of those days. And we were told that what we were going to do, we were going to move our entire battalion, about 1,200 Marines and everything that's associated with that, we were going to move to a bridge. Now, this was a very small bridge. That's what our our intel professionals told us. Very small bridge over a very small canal, but it was deemed to be strategic by the division. It was going to be used for other vehicles to pass through and really the rest of the division to pass over toward Baghdad. So this was very important. But, and this was the caveat, even though our entire battalion, all 1,200 Marines, are going to go and secure this bridge, uh, we were told by our intelligence professionals that there was not an enemy presence on the bridge. So we would move there, we'd set up security, and we would wait, no big deal. In fact, it was such a no big deal that we'd be doing it in the middle of the day. (laughs) So here we go. And I always lead with this. This is not one of the five principles, but I'll tell you, a lot of people in life, they regret what they did with the best information that they had. They regret what they did 
with the best information that they had. There was a moment in time where they moved forward using the best information they had. Things didn't work out, and they felt bad about that. Let me tell you this. Before we jump into these five principles, you can only do what you can do with the best information you have. Don't feel bad about what you did not know. That's for free. That's not even part of the, the lesson. <laughs> That's for free. We started moving toward the bridge, and it became very, very clear very quickly that there was indeed an enemy on the bridge. Uh, I was the second vehicle back in our column. Again, think about 1,200 Marines and all of the vehicles, everything else spread out over a couple of miles. I was the second vehicle back, and as we came around a corner, we could see the bridge off in the distance, and seeing the bridge was good, <laughs> but then the rounds began to fall. What we learned very quickly was that there was a machine gun position set in on the near side of the bridge that, that is closest to us, and they were aimed our direction. There was also a, a mortar battery that was ready for us to come, and they started to drop the rounds, and you could smell the smoke as it hit the ground, and you could feel the percussion even inside of our vehicles. There was a very real enemy there. And I want to tell you this. This is the first principle. You must know in your life that the biggest fights often happen when you least expect them. As we moved toward that bridge, what I thought in my mind was, hey, those people back there, the intelligence professionals, the people who know, they said this wasn't going to happen. What we're experiencing right now, what we're living through, it's not supposed to happen. But here's the thing. It is. And it's often the biggest fights in life that really get you only because you didn't know they were even a possibility. Uh, this is something I've seen again and again and again in the work that I've been able to do trying to help folks move forward. Uh, what I see is that there many times are people who become the lifelong victims of a one-time event. They become the lifelong victims of a one-time event because they did not expect it to happen. Maybe globally, we didn't expect this to happen. Maybe there's something happening in a relationship you never saw coming. Maybe financially, something you could not have anticipated. It's often the biggest battles in life that get us. Not because they're too big for us to deal with, but because we did not see them coming. We hit that bridge and we recognized immediately there was an enemy there. Uh, but as we started to navigate what was happening and figure out where we would go, the first thing we had to do was deal with that machine gun position that was aimed our direction. And we did. <laughs> I'll tell you this. This is the second principle. When you're trying to move forward in life, when everything seems to be falling apart, you don't always get to pick the fight, but you get to choose how you will fight. You see, the biggest battles in life often are the ones you did not see coming. You can't control that. It happens. But what you do get to do is decide how you will fight. We decided that day how we would fight, but we didn't decide in that moment. We decided long before that moment ever came. We dealt with that machine gun position, and we were able to neutralize the enemy uh, right there without even talking about it, without thinking about it. Why? Because for a couple of years previous, rolling around the hills of Camp Pendleton, we trained for exactly a situation like that. What if something like this happens? What will we do? Uh, what if we need to deal with this or deal with that? We trained it. We ran scenarios. We decided ahead of time how we would deal with a bad situation when it presented itself. Really, that's the principle of resiliency, isn't it? It's deciding ahead of time what you're going to do when something bad happens. You don't always get to choose the fight. 
but you get to decide how you will fight. Here's what you need to decide. Decide that you will fight honorably. Decide that you will fight to win. And decide that you will move forward. So many fights are lost right there. Why? Because we think that not being able to control the fight means we can't decide how to fight. No one can take away your power to decide. You can always decide to fight. We dealt with the machine gun position, and then uh, the mortar rounds kept falling, and it became clear that even though we were supposed to stay right there, we couldn't stay right there, and we moved. We moved all of those vehicles to the top of the bridge. So imagine the, the situation, if you can, as we're driving on the road toward the bridge, there's a berm uh, that, that kind of outlines the canal. On top of that berm, there's a bridge that goes over the canal, so the bridge is, is elevated. It's above the road. We pushed up to the top of that bridge, and here's another lesson that you need to know. Change is inevitable. Don't be surprised when it happens. Again, our objective was to get to the bridge and hold it so that other units could come through, but the situation changed. Things were happening we didn't expect. There are a lot of people that are unwilling to change when the situation changes, and because of that, they die when they could have pressed forward. I know when I came home from Iraq, I struggled so much because my situation changed. I went from leading Marines and leading in an environment that I loved to doing things that I didn't really understand and trying to contextualize things that didn't make sense to me. And so because I was unwilling to change, I took it out on my family and I took it out on my friends. And it took a long time for me to work through that. Here's a principle, a march or die principle. Change is inevitable. Don't be surprised when it happens. We were on top of that bridge, and man, those mortar rounds continued to fall. Even as I tell the story, and I tell this story from time to time, as I tell the story, uh, I can picture it, I can feel it, I can smell the smoke. Thankfully, the ground around us was soft, so the rounds would fall into that soft dirt and explode. It would control uh, or contain the shrapnel, but the percussion was terrible. I was standing outside of my vehicle, and the rounds were falling, and that percussion from those exploding rounds would just go through the body. It was crazy. I've never felt anything like it. There was a, a machine gun designed to take out, anti, or take out aircraft. It was an anti-aircraft gun. <laughs> It was on the other side of the, the, the berm, just on the other side of the canal. It was a ZSU-23-4, 23-millimeter machine gun designed to take out aircraft. When we pushed on top of the bridge, it was elevated toward the aircraft that were apparently going to come at some point. But as we got on top of the bridge, they started to rotate that thing around toward us. <laughs> you can imagine the crisis we found ourselves in. It was difficult. It was confusing. We weren't exactly sure what to do, but things were really, really bad. The mortar rounds were falling, the machine gun was spinning around, and something had to be done. I told this story a little bit last week, but March or Die was the motto of the very first company I was a part of in the Marine Corps. Uh, it's a great motto because it, it's really simple. It's easy to understand, even for Marines. <laughs> you need to march, or you can stay and die. When we were on top of that bridge, what became very, very clear, even in the midst of the chaos and confusion, what became clear was this. We could stay where we were and die, or we could march to a place where we actually had an opportunity to win the fight. You know what happens to a lot of people? 
They find themselves in a fight they didn't expect. They decide they're going to win. They, they decide how they're going to fight. They begin to push. Things change. They start to change with them. But even as they change, the enemy still gets a say in the battle. And the battle gets worse, not better. And they say, you know what? It's just too hard. Living is not simply the act of drawing breath. Living doesn't mean you get up and go to work and you do the stuff that people expect you to do. A lot of people are doing that, but inside they're emotionally and relationally and they're spiritually dead. Why? Because they've decided they're just going to get by, they're just going to make it, but they're not actually going to live. They've made a decision to die because marching is just too hard. In my community, in the veteran community, we know that more than 20 veterans a day take their life. More than 20 a day. There are a lot of reasons for that, I'm sure, but often the reason is a crisis moment comes and it becomes easier to physically really die than to march on and figure out how to get to a place where you can win the fight. This may be the most important lesson, the most important march-or-die principle. You must choose to march when it may, in fact, be easier to die. We moved off of that position. We got to a place where we could affect the fight, and we dealt with the machine gun, and we dealt with the mortar rounds that were falling, and we came out on the other side of that battle victorious. But I look back on that day so often, and I think, you know what? What would have happened? What would have happened if I had just decided to stay there? It's just too hard. I don't know what to do. If I had personally made a decision to to die instead of live, to die instead of march, what would have happened? I'll tell you one thing that would have happened. Those Marines who were counting on me would have stayed there and died next to me. This is why it's so important to make a decision to move forward before the fight comes, before the battle comes. This is why it's so important to march when it would be easier to die, because there are people who will die with you if you make the wrong decision. Maybe those are people in your family. Maybe they're people in your workplace. Maybe they're people somewhere else. But if you decide to just hit neutral and just stay there and coast and not move forward? If you decide physically to really take your life, whatever it is for you that constitutes dying, understand that that decision you make affects so many more people than just yourself. I learned that day the fifth lesson, and this is a great lesson. Success does not come to the perfect. It comes to the persistent. Persistence is almost a superpower because people quit. It's those who persist, those who push forward, those who keep going. They're the ones who find success. I'm glad for this. You don't have to be perfect to be successful. You just need to keep going. I wonder in your life, what's pushing back on you? What's the thing that is telling you you need to stop? We're going to get into some specific things and talk about some specific life and world stuff as we go forward on this podcast, but there are some principles we have to get a hold of. The march or die principles. Because battles will come that you didn't expect. Difficulties will happen that you never anticipated. You'll find yourself sometimes standing in a mess and not know what to do. There are a few things you can do, though. You can realize that the biggest battles in life, the biggest fights in life, often come when we least expect them. You may not get to choose 
where you fight or what the fight exactly looks like, but you can decide how you will fight. You can decide. Understand that change is inevitable. Don't be surprised when it happens. Be willing to change as your environment changes. And then choose. Choose to march, even though it may be easier to die. And always remember, (laughs) success does not come to the perfect. It comes to the persistent. These principles can be applied anywhere in your life. And I hope that you'll take them and use them. We all find ourselves right now, just the nature of the world, in a crazy, crazy time. (laughs) Something none of us could have anticipated. Apply these principles. And in spite of what's happening, don't let your circumstances dictate your life. Move forward. March. Even though it may be easier to die. Whatever other situations you find yourself in in life, this is the principle. This is it. Keep moving. And you will find success. I appreciate you listening. I hope that's a help to you. Share it out to others if it is. And I want to end by reminding you what I hope to remind you. Every week we share time together. There are only two choices in life. Only two. Don't complicate it. You can march or you can die. But the great thing is this. You get to decide. Hope you have a great weekend and we'll talk to you again soon. The content we feed our minds will eventually show up in our lives. If we feed our minds the lies and confusion of this world, our lives will begin to reflect worldliness. But if we feed our minds the truth of the gospel, our lives will start to reflect the heart and character of Jesus. I'm John Stonge, and each week I host the Dwell on These Things podcast, where we take a deep look at the Word of God and learn what it means to apply it to our lives. We don't skip difficult passages and we don't gloss over the truth. If you're looking for a show that will put your mind in a better place and help you understand God's Word with more clarity, you can listen to the Dwell on These Things podcast at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.